0: Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Let's pray and let's get into the Word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive And to get our faith is built up In the knowledge of the person of Jesus I pray that light and understanding will come forth in And through your word In Jesus' mighty name we pray This morning we're looking at Sitting at the gate Of wisdom And we've been dealing with this whole thing About wisdom for living for a long time Sitting at the gate of wisdom Sitting at the gate of wisdom. What essentially is wisdom? Wisdom is the application of knowledge. Wisdom is knowing when to apply knowledge. How to apply knowledge. At what time to apply knowledge. So looking at wisdom as the principal thing. As the most important thing. Looking at wisdom as the most important thing. Scripture says, in all you're getting, get wisdom. That means everything you're going to get in this life, make sure that you get wisdom. You get many things, but get wisdom. I've seen lives destroyed for lack of wisdom. I've seen churches destroyed for lack of wisdom. I've seen marriages collapse for lack of wisdom. I've seen progressive things that should grow and keep growing halted for lack of wisdom. And therefore it's very important even though we finish this series, it's very important that you don't forget the things we're teaching in this series where the word of God is concerned. Your life will move forward in the direction of progress depending on how much wisdom you apply. Now, let's go to Proverbs chapter 8. We're going to read the whole chapter. It's 35 verses. Proverbs chapter 8. Go to verse 1 to 30, 36 verses. Does not wisdom call or does not wisdom cry out? And understanding lift up a voice. On top of the heights, beside the way, where the paths meet, she takes a stand. It says wisdom is crying at the intersection. At the crossroads, where the paths meet, where you need to make decisions for your life. It says, wisdom is crying out. Wisdom is calling out. Look at this. It says, beside the gates, at the opening to the city, at the entrance of the doors, she cries out. Don't forget this verse. It says, beside the gates, at the opening to the city, at the entrance of the doors, she cries out. Wisdom is crying out. Calling forth. Look at, He says, To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O naive ones or simple ones, understand prudence, and all fools, understand wisdom. Listen, listen, for I will speak noble things, and the opening of my lips will reveal right things. For my mouth will utter truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. And all the utterance of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing crooked or perverted in them. They are all straightforward to him who understands. And write to those who find knowledge. Look at verse 10. Take my instruction and not silver. And knowledge rather than choice as gold. It says take my instruction in the place of silver. Choose wisdom in the place of money. You know why? Because no matter how much money you have. If you don't have this wisdom, you would lose the money. He so choose wisdom. Choose it. Look at what it says. It says, for wisdom is better than jewels, and all desirable things cannot compare with her. Verse 12, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. I dwell with prudence. What, what is prudence? The ability to manage. Manage rightly. When you say this person is a prudent man. Hmm? Many people have resources. Many people have talents. Many people have opportunities. But they don't have prudence. Says I, wisdom dwell with prudence. Wisdom will make you save loads of money. Wisdom will help you to manage your life properly. Wisdom will help you to manage your your relationships properly. Wisdom will help you to manage your marriage properly. Look at this. It says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way. And the perverted mouth I hate. Counsel is mine. And sound wisdom. I am understanding. Power is mine. Wisdom is power. You would look powerful... If you have wisdom. You know, many people will assume you are very rich if you have wisdom. Glory to God. Look at this. It says, By me kings reign, and rulers decree justice. By me kings reign. I love those who love me. And those who diligently seek me will find me. Look at that. I love those who... You must have a love for wisdom. I love those who love me. Have a love for wisdom. When the word of God is being taught, write, document, sit like someone who wants to learn. There must be a love in your heart for the word of God. There must be a love in your heart for the word of God. There must be a love in your heart for wisdom. You must cultivate the law for wisdom. It says, And those who diligently seek me will find me. Even though wisdom is crying out in the streets, it's those who diligently, not lazily, who diligently seek God and seek wisdom that will find it. That's why many people can be in a church. Many people can hear the message, but not every life turn out right. There is a diligence. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's a diligence to getting wisdom in your life. There's a diligence. You've got to love wisdom. You've got to love the Word of God. You've got to love the teaching of God's Word. Now, look at this. It says, Riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. Riches and honor are with me. If a man possesses wisdom, he'll end up rich. He will end up rich. The wisdom will show you what to do. I want you to have a craving for wisdom. And I'm, I'm, and I'm saying this now. I'm not just talking about going out there and getting all kinds of materials. I'm talking about getting the wisdom of God. Because I'll tell you here. We'll read really it here. Verse 19. My fruit is better than gold, even pure gold. And my yield better than choice and silver. you get more profits than if you were trading in silver. And I walk in the way of righteousness, in the midst of the paths of justice, to endow those who love me with wealth, that I may fill their treasures. He says, those who love me, wealth will be like an inheritance to them. I will endow them, I will give them wealth, if you love me. We must not just love wealth. We must love wisdom. Wisdom is more than principles. Wisdom is a person. His name is Jesus. You must have a genuine love in your heart for the person of Jesus. He says, look at it. He says, to endow those who love me with wealth. The Lord told Brother Hagin He says if you would listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit I'll make you rich He says I'm not opposed to making my children rich I'm opposed to them being covetous Wisdom When you look at our continent You look at our churches You look everywhere You would see lack of wisdom At play Lack of wisdom And, and, and some of our politicians Went to the best schools in the world Look at their degree. Most of them schooled abroad. Went to all these wonderful schools abroad. But now, put it to work. It's not there. Look at this. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way. Before his works of old. From everlasting I was established. From the beginning, from the earliest times of the earth. Where there were no depths I was brought forth. Where there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled. Before the hills, I was brought forth. While he had not yet made the earth and the fields, nor the first dust of the world. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he inscribed the circle on the face of the deep. When he made firm the skies above, when the springs of the deep became fixed, when he set for the sea its boundary so that the water does not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master workman. I was his daily delight. You see, wisdom is telling you that I was with God at the beginning. When there was nothing, when he made the sea, when he founded the earth. Wisdom said, I was there. I was there. When God made everything out of nothing, wisdom was there. If you possess this wisdom in your life, even if your life looks empty right now, this wisdom is creative. It will form something out of your life. It looks like there's darkness in your life right now. It looks like everywhere in your life right now. There's no direction. If you would love the wisdom of God, if you would go after the wisdom of God, it will make your life beautiful. You'll be amazed at what it will create in your life. But I, I, I want you to observe this phrase. I was... His daily delight. I was his daily delight. Daily delight. Sitting at the gate of wisdom daily. We cannot live on old wisdom. You cannot live on yesterday's wisdom. Because today, a lot of problems are going to be unraveled that would require wisdom. As you're going home, you would need wisdom. It's not every wisdom you need that I've taught you We haven't covered everything you would need That's why you need to sit daily At the gate of wisdom Are you hearing what I'm saying? God, I said, are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why As, as a pastor and as a leader i prioritize The teaching of God's word Because I've seen Christians With a lot of activities I'm sorry to say But very little wisdom Some of them are praying about things they shouldn't pray about. Hmm? You have a shop. You should go there early. Attend to people early. Have a good relationship. Smile while people are coming out of your shop. You go late. And you you go late. You have to do prayer meeting first to open the shop. You resume by 9. You're not praying till 10.30. Any serious human being would have finished buying what they want to buy and go home Hmm? though you go for 21 days all night Every you go for all night you know people who do all night every day Monday, they do all night they go to shop and sleep in the morning and go, go on if you were working for me, I would sack you you are not paid to go and sleep you are paid to work your all night is your personal responsibility your company should not pay for your spiritual foolishness Many believers are not diligent. Many believers don't know how to manage their finances. Why? They would not sit at the gate of wisdom. Daily. They might do it once in a while, but not daily. Look at this. Verse 31. Rejoicing in the world, his earth, and having my delight in the sons of men. Verse 32. Now therefore, O sons, listen to me. For blessed are they who keep my ways. Number 33. Hear the instruction and be wise. Hear the instruction and be wise. Do not neglect it. Don't neglect the things I'm teaching you. Don't neglect God's word. I can tell you. I started pastoring very early in my life. I pastored for... Actually, we've been in ministry for about 12 years. That's not a small... That's not a small amount of time to spend in the ministry and I've seen people many people I can tell I can give you countless people that they would come and we would offer them wisdom we would offer them counsel and they would neglect it two years down the line they come back with problems that that neglect. Costed them. Why would you always want to repair your life? Why are you always jumping from one emergency to the other? You know, one of the greatest lessons I learned in this life is the priority of wisdom. You see, and I I thank God because my dad, of course, you know, is a pastor. I grew up having a lot of pastors coming to preach. Some of my dad's friends. So, actually, most of my friends in ministry are very older people. Very older people in ministry. Not just my mentors. Most of the kind of friends I have are very older people. So, most of my dad's mates, you know, most of my dad's friends are actually, you know, they now become my friends. So, and I realized that that helped me a lot. Because, since these people became my friends and around me in that sense, I couldn't do some of the childish things that my own age mates were doing in ministry. Why? Because that association prevented me And so from a very early age when I stepped into ministry, I held myself to the standards that these people held themselves to. And it helped me a great deal. Don't neglect wisdom. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, I said, are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't neglect these things I'm teaching you. They'll save your marriage. They'll save your children. They'll save your home. They'll save your life. Wisdom, be wise. Look at it. He says, I was with God at the beginning. Meaning, when God was creating this world, He couldn't do it without wisdom. You know what? If not, God would have created fish. And I say, hey, hey, uh-uh, in Jamaica, have you released the fish? He says, yes, we have water. <laughs> no, God did. He created things in order, He created water first. He didn't put fishes. You know, if you misarrange your life, it can cost you. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be judgmental. I don't mean to condemn anyone. But please just hear my heart in this. Some of you have great dreams. And you probably you put childbirth first. Either out of ignorance or out of, you know, whatever it is. Now you have Children. You can't fulfill your dream any longer. Not that having children is bad. It just came as it were at the wrong time of your life. Times and seasons. Has God forgiven you? Yes. Have you forgiven yourself? Yes. But the child will pay school fees. The principal has not forgiven you. You will pay school fees. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some things in life, it's not about if God will forgive us. No. His grace abounds. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some things in life, it's not, can we forgive ourselves? We will forgive ourselves. Can other people forgive you? Yes. But some things in life, there are consequences for it that forgiveness does not take away. God will not forgive you. And then the child will go to school free. And you go to school and they say, who is this child? He says, the forgiving child of God. You say yes. Write the name. Say books. You say no. He's been forgiven. They say no. We don't have such school here. Are you hearing what I am saying? Re- uh, pre- prioritize your life. What should you be focused on right now? You know when this whole thing started, and, and, and I, I told I told a couple of my pastor friends, I said, focus on your church. Focus on your local members. Reach out to them. The first. I mean, some of you have gotten those calls. The first week of the pandemic, last year, I personally called every member of the church. We we're like 200. I spent three days calling everyone. And then since then, we spent time calling our members. I told my pastor friends, focus on the people God is giving to you. Because when some people went online and they saw five people viewing, one from Canada, one from Kenya, one from Nairobi, <laughs> they said, oh wow, we've gone global. And it's not like some people were actually watching. They were just passing by. And then you felt you had an international ministry. And you left the people that God has giving to you. This whole thing is going to be over. The local church is God's idea. The church is going to come stronger out of this. You've got to stabilize your church. Are you hearing what I'm saying? thank God for our members who can tune in online and all of that (laughs) but I'll tell you God wants to build a strong local church some things are not transferable through technology Paul says in Romans chapter 1 verse 11 I desire to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to the end that you might be established why didn't he write the spiritual gift in the book of Romans why was he desiring to see them he says, I need to see you so I can impart certain things to you. What are you focusing on right now in your life? There are times to focus on your children. It might not be time to make money. Your mates might laugh at you. It might not be the time for multiple streams of income. It will be time for multiple focus on your children. Because if you don't focus on those children, later when they turn out not too right... They will take away that multiple streams of income. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes you can decide. and say, I want to be a full-time housewife. You can make that decision. You would look foolish in the eyes of people in this world. But you know what you're investing in. Don't let anybody make your choice for you. One day, I thought I was somebody was talking about my uh Samaria and 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 uh, someone said, ah, No, let her get something to do, let her work. It's not good to just sit at home, not in this age. And I said, Very simple. I said, If I had someone who was washing the plates in the house, for instance, and the person was leaving their house, what, where would they say they were going to? Huh? Talk to me, church. Where would they say they were going to? They wash plates in my house. What would they say they were going to? Okay. If they were washing clothes, what would they say they were going, coming to do? If they were cooking, those who have cooked, what would they say they are coming to cook, to do, to work? So, why is it that if your wife is doing these things, then automatically it does no long, it's no longer work? Hmm? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't neglect it. Wisdom is crying out amazingly, I, I, I weep in my heart when I see people neglect wisdom. I know it will cost them. It will cost them. It might not cost them now. Just as the benefit of wisdom might not be seen in your life now. Do you know if you're saving right now, you're managing your finances well, people will not think you're wise. Do, why is this guy not spending? Why is, are, you, are you following what I'm saying? It might not look like wisdom, but what's going to happen? After many years, that wisdom will show forth. Look at this. Don't neglect it. Verse what? Verse 32. 34. Blessed is the man who listens to me. I want you to meditate on that. It says, The man who listens to me is blessed. Look at this. Watching daily at my gates. Waiting at my doorpost. What, what's the concept of waiting at the doorpost? The concept of waiting at the doorpost is, it's like, uh, uh, well, those of you who love books, if, if you don't like books, you will not understand this example. But you know, those of you who love books, remember when class is closed and they say you have lesson, what happens? Hmm? You quickly get to the door so that when the door is open, what will happen? You enter. Not just enter because everybody is going to enter. But you enter because of what? You want to get the front seat. How many of you? (laughs) All of you bring your results to school on Sunday. But you understand what I'm saying? You want to quickly get to the front seat. That's what he's saying. People were waiting at my doorpost. The concept here is when the rabbi opens the door, the students rush to get the front. Because in those days, it wasn't almost like a classroom setting. So the rabbi opens the door, the rabbi sits down and starts teaching, then the students want to get quickly close to the feet of the rabbi. You want to sit, as close as you can to the feet of the rabbi. So when the rabbi is speaking, you're hearing him. You know, in those days, there were no microphones. So it's like, all of you are my students. And I'm the rabbi. You know, the rabbi, just, the rabbi is the word teacher. And I'm the rabbi. And there, there, there's no, go and open and set the microphone. The choir will sing first. There was no choir. The rabbi would just come and start teaching. It's like Jesus would climb up the mountain. And... He will sit down. The Bible says he climbed up the mountain. He sat down and began to teach. So it's like Jesus going on the mountain. If there was a door, people would be closed. So that immediately Jesus opens the door. They can be the closest to his feet. He says, blesses the man who would listen to me daily. Capitalize that word. Daily. Inconsistency lies the power. I beg you in the name of God. Listen to God daily. It will save you. A lifetime of problems. Listen to God daily. You don't know what's going to go on in this world. You don't know what you're going to encounter in a day. And I tell you this. It is actually pride and arrogance to go out of your house and not listen to the voice of wisdom. What you're telling God is don't worry. I know how to get the day sorted. And one mistake can cost you your job. One mistake can cost you your life. One mistake can cost you your marriage to listen to the voice of wisdom daily. Shut the door. Listen to the voice of wisdom daily. As you get up Every day. Listen to His voice. Beyond the principles that I've taught you. Beyond the messages that I've taught you. There is the voice of wisdom that is crying out. Every day. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You listen daily. You put your ears to the heart of Jesus. And listen Listen to what he has to say. Look at this. For he who finds me finds life. And obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me injures himself. Did you see this? Did you see this? He says if you sin against me, you would injure yourself. What is this sin? What is this sin? It's the sin of not listening to wisdom. If you sin against me, you would injure yourself. If you neglect wisdom, you will cause harm to yourself. You know, sometimes things happen like, Oh God, why did you allow this to happen? Many times it's not that God allowed it to happen. It's a mistakes. Remember Choices and Consequences? That brought about those consequences. Look at this. It says, all those who hate me love death. I want you to see this, right? The wisdom of God. It's available every day for you. I wrote some things down. Wisdom will not force itself on you. Wisdom will not force itself on you. that's very important. Are you hearing me? Come on, are you hearing me? Wisdom is not going to force itself on you. I can only encourage you to listen to God's word. I can only encourage you to be in church. I can't force this message on you. You have to decide. You have to decide. Number two. We must have the attitude of seeking wisdom. These are is, this is just my personal notes as I was studying this scripture. You must have the attitude of seeking wisdom. You must hunger for the word. How about this? You see, when the word of God is being taught, it's your life, Moses said. He says, These things we are teaching you, they are not futile, they are your very life. Till tomorrow, when I read God's word, I still take notes. When I'm listening to messages, I still pay attention. When I go for services, or I travel and I go for meetings, I don't let anything distract me. I get myself into the Word. You see, you have a long way to live. What you consider success today is just little. You, let me say, if you are even 30 years old, and you live to be 70, let's say you live to be 70, it means you still have 40 years to live. What it means is that all the life you have lived up to now, you still have more. Can you imagine? Even if you had 60 years to live, you had another 30 years to live. It's a long time. There are people who had lived for 30 years and achieved a level of success. And then, the remaining 30 years of their life, they started going down because they neglected wisdom. No condition is permanent if it is not sustained by wisdom. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Hear my heart this morning. Hear my heart this morning. I want you to be equipped with wisdom. I want you to be the wisest man in your job. The wisest man around. So your boss will lean on you for wisdom. And say, listen, I think you know the solution. Look at this. The instruction of wisdom and knowledge... Must be chosen rather than gold. Always place wisdom above money. Wisdom is the primary method by which kings reign. How much you reign in life will be determined by your wisdom. Wisdom is the primary method by which kings reign. How much you reign in life. The the Lord, you know, the Lord called me into ministry at a very tender age and I started following the paths of ministry. And the Lord has blessed me with, with, with a level of wisdom, and many times I, I mentor quite a number of young pastors, even sometimes older pastors. I remember an older pastor in Lagos called me one day and he said, I have resigned from my ministry. I want to start my church. Older man, very older man, he's been pastoring with the denominational church for years, quite a, way older. And he says, Ah, and I said, So, what do you want to do now? He says, I'm thinking of starting a church. I'll I'll soon start the church And as I was speaking to him The spirit of wisdom began to rise up in my heart And God began to put words in my heart I said, okay, I'll do He said, well, I'm just waiting so I can start the church I said, this is what you're going to do I mean, he left his former church very well I said, this is what you're going to do You left your church well, you've got a great record Why don't you just do an itinerary ministry For the next couple of months Just, Just travel around and preach Because there was this frustration of not preaching You know what I mean, you've preached for years Maybe you've pastored for like 30 years I mean, Sundays get up and there's nowhere to go preach. I said, why don't you set up an itinerary ministry and just travel for a while before you start the church? He said, oh, I'm going to, I'll do that. And he called a few friends. That was, <laughs> I mean, and he told me every day that man sends me a message Thank you, Thank you, sir. 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 His itinerary is fully booked. Right now, his struggle is okay, how do I now stop this? And, and he says, I never thought of it And in my heart That was just basic I mean, you should think of it How you reign in life Is wisdom Are you hearing what I'm saying? When, when the scripture says in the book of Eglise That you have seen slaves On horseback And princes walking on barefoot is, is a misapplication of wisdom God can put all the resources in your life And if you don't have wisdom You will throw it away God can give you all the opportunities. God can give you access. And you don't have wisdom. You throw it away. Look at this. Let me go quickly. Uh, There must be diligence in seeking wisdom. If you have a lazy approach to wisdom, you would not walk in wisdom. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. It says, The book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. But you shall meditate on it day and night, and thereby you would have good success. That word, good success, in the Hebrew means you will be able to deal wisely with the affairs of life. How many of you know if you can deal wisely with the affairs of life, you'll be successful? It says, but this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Sitting daily at the gate of wisdom. Where are you in a hurry to? You are you're hurrying to go to work. You now go to work and make a very stupid mistake, they now stop you from the work. If you had listened to the voice of wisdom, God would have told you what to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I want you to cultivate these habits. I'm not saying go and pray. Prayer is good. But as you are there, what are you doing? You're listening to God in the place of prayer. You're listening to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're listening to God. A few days ago, I was praying. I was just praying. I was praying. I said, God, what? how's the year going to look like? He said, and the Spirit of God says, change your order of service. You know, we've had opening prayers, praise, worship. And God says, change it. Start with praise. And then have prayers. And then worship and teach the word. I said, yes, sir. That was not copied from any church growth technique. That's listening for wisdom. I've shared the testimony here several times how we got this land. We had our former church, our former location. We were just about less than 30, then or 35. And somebody came to repair one of the cracks in in the in the church. One of the the place was cracked, and he brought sand to repair it. And the Lord said to me, Ask him if he has a land to sell. (laughs) Ask him, ask him. I mean, I couldn't. You just started church. You now announce that you want to buy land. They say we said it before. I couldn't. He was going. The Lord said, ask him if he has a land to sell. So I stopped the bike. I said, I just want to find out if you had the land. He said, oh, there's a the land. He brought us here. Remember, this is about eight years ago. Of course, there was nothing about road and all of that. And we came here. He said, okay. So he showed us the land. And he said, it's available. I said, oh, okay. And the Lord said, tell him you're going to pay. You buy it by month end. I told him. When I finished telling him, I said, well, if he calls me, he doesn't have my number in the first place. There was no faith in my heart. I was just listening to the voice of wisdom. I mean, God was so gracious. We got the land. We're here today. There wasn't any church growth textbook that if you go to Boni, ask a man who is selling no. that. See, what I'm teaching you now, your pastor cannot teach you. You have to listen to the voice of Jesus. The voice of wisdom. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There will be situations in your life where I have not taught a message that covers it. If you don't sit daily at the gates of wisdom, you would lose out in life. And most people lose out in life, and they blame God. Look at this. It is the law of wisdom that will teach you prudence. Wisdom played a prominent role in creation. In Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2, one of the seven spirits of God is the spirit of wisdom. God doesn't just possess wisdom, God is wisdom and he's got the spirit of wisdom. So wisdom is a spirit that can come upon you and put your life ahead. Are you still here? Are you still here? Ephesians 1.17, what did Paul pray? He says, pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You pray for wisdom. Oh God, oh God, I receive wisdom regarding this situation. I receive wisdom on what to do. I receive wisdom on what to do. I thank you, Lord, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. What's the wisdom concerning this situation? You look inward. You sit daily at the gates of Jesus. You feed on the word of God. You feed at the word of God. Daily, 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 you're listening to the voice of wisdom. The Lord will put you over if you do that. Praise the name of the Lord. If you read Proverbs chapter 8, that we have read, if you look at verse 34 to 35. There are three action words there: watch, wait, and search. To so watch daily, it's an action word. To search to wait, waiting for someone, searching, watching, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. The attitude of a watcher at the gate is the attitude of someone who is seeking to learn. Who wants to learn? You bring out your notes. You bring out your virus. You bring out your Bible. And you're studying. Don't make your devotion just something to say, I pray today. Let it be a time of listening for wisdom. Are you following what I'm saying? One word from God will change your life forever. That's not a cliche that will happen literally. Literally. To feed on the wisdom of God. As you feed on the wisdom of God. Look at this. Daily, in consistency lies the power. We must prioritize daily fellowship with the spirit of wisdom. Not just to talk. Proverbs 8.34, message translation. Not just to talk, but to listen. To listen, to listen, to listen, to listen. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the woman who listens to me. Awake and ready for me each morning. A lot and responsive as I start my day's work. You're waiting for me every morning. Waiting. Thank you, Lord. Look at this. What you do daily reveals your priority. What you do daily reveals your priority. Look at the story of Mary and Martha. One decided to cook for Jesus. The other decided to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to Jesus. And what does the Bible say? It says Mary has chosen the good parts. Sit at the feet of wisdom. Praise the name of the Lord. Come and I said, praise the name of the Lord. Joshua, you know, in, in Deuteronomy 34 verse 9, the Bible says, um, Moses laid hands on Joshua and he was full of the spirit of wisdom. People see only that part, But they have forgotten in Exodus chapter 33 verse 11, that every time Moses and Joshua went to the tabernacle, what happened? Joshua stayed behind. Hmm? So Joshua would stay there. Joshua would stay there. Every time they went up to the presence of God, Joshua would stay there. When Moses was coming down from the mountain, who went up to meet him? Joshua. Joshua stayed back. Exodus 33, verse 11. Joshua would always stay back at the tabernacle. So in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 9, when Moses laid hands on him, he was full of the spirit of wisdom. He had the heart of Elena. There was a, a man, you know, most people, I, I get a lot of requests all the time. People, Pastor, we want you to mentor us. We want you to be my mentor. And I tell them very simple. Go get my messages. Listen to at least 30 of my messages. and, and, And come and then we'll talk. That's where most of them disappear. People want mentorship without discipline. My current mentor... I got two mentors. My current mentor, before I approached him to mentor me... I have known his ministry. I went to his ministry... I bought all the messages he had and listened to every single one of them. I didn't even tell him to mentor me. I just started relating with him. And then he took me up. A day we were talking and he said something. And I showed him all of his messages. And I've listened to all of them. Today he does Facebook, live broadcast, everything in some places. He goes to some places to preach. Every church he goes to preach, I write the church and get a copy of the message. He goes somewhere, I get a copy of the message. That's how to follow a man. It's not by taking pictures. If I mention, if, except you're close to me, you would not even know who my mentor is. It's not by having his number on your phone. Joshua always followed Moses. He stayed behind. And so when Moses was the die, there was no other person qualified to receive that impartation of wisdom except Joshua. We think that God chose Joshua just by mistake. No. Joshua had had the habit of daily sitting at the temple. After the presence of God is left, Joshua will be at the temple. You must have the attitude of a learner. Many people ask me for mentorship. The solutions to their problems are in messages that I've taught. I spent the last eight years of my life teaching every Sunday, every weekday. I've got over 200 messages. If those 200 messages can solve something in your life, then it's a big one. Get a hold of the message. Don't just say, this is my church. Don't just have me as a figurehead pastor. If you don't believe the things I teach, if you don't get the word that I teach, you don't need to be here. But if I'm your pastor, get a hold of the word and listen and feed yourself. I dare you, it will change your life. You know why? You know, I can give you that guarantee because they do mine. I don't teach here because I have to prepare a message. These words are things that I have applied. Have a habit. My other mentor, I went and I spent a month, uh, we spent a week, uh, a bit, I think a week with him, I went with a hard drive and got all the messages that one is more detailed in keeping message. I got all the messages he had taught in his ministry on a hard drive. No one terabyte hard drive. And I've listened, I've listened, as of the last time I counted to his messages alone, over 350 of them. If he does a meeting, I listen to it. (laughs) If Brother Copeland has a meeting, for instance, if you hear that Brother Copeland has a meeting, a week after he's finished that meeting, and Getting a hold of those messages and just feeding on them. There has to be an attitude of a learner. Wisdom will not it does not come by osmosis. Hmm? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know what osmosis is? That's not how wisdom comes. You can be close to a wise man and die a fool. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can be close to a wise man and die a fool. That's why he says that sometimes some of the wisest men produce some of the foolish children. Eli was a massive priest. Eli Eli was a massive priest. When God was speaking, God, Eli someone heard God's voice through Eli's voice. Yet his children, what were they doing in front of the temple? They would take meat and take offering. These were the priest's children. You know, sometimes you say, ah, pastor's children, they are very stubborn. Pastor's children, they don't hear word. It's not that they don't hear. You, the fact that your child is a pastor's son is not an automatic qualification for wisdom. He has to also sit down and learn like everybody else. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't think if you marry a spiritual man, you automatically become a spiritual. No, your foolishness might even reduce spirituality. That's why you have to be careful. I've seen people, ah, I want to mentor this guy and train her and marry her. And at the end of the day, the, the, because the gravity, I can't forget. I learned that thing from Bishop Oedipo. One of the examples he gave, he called someone, right? You know the way faith call. is way back. He called someone and then the person was down and he held his hand. He said, as both of us are walking now, who has the more tendency to pull one down? It's the one down. He said, it's tougher to raise this one up than for this one to pull me down. That's how you can't joke with your spirituality. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sit daily at the gate of wisdom. It is not wisdom to rush out of your house without listening to Jesus. Let me stop here. In 1 Samuel 18, verse 14 to 23, when Saul was about to kill David, It was said of David that he behaved himself wisely. Mm -hmm. He behaved himself wisely. We've lost people. We've, We've literally lost people to death because of lack of wisdom. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I beg you. This is my final appeal to you on this subject. Sit with Jesus every day. Open the scriptures and say, Lord, give me wisdom. How to raise your children you need wisdom. Every child is different. You need wisdom. How to live with your wife? You need wisdom. How to live, fulfill the ministry that God has given to you? Three things, write this down quickly. Make a consecration, a devotion of, a, that your devotion will be a lifestyle, not an event. I have a, a devotional lifestyle. My devotion is a lifestyle, it's not an event. Number two Have a system 15 minutes every day Is better Than one hour weekly And I told you And I'm going to enforce it very strictly Every worker in this ministry Doesn't matter what role you do When the word is going on you sit down You sit down and you listen to the word The Lord is getting on me on that right now So spend everything you're doing And feed on the word Whether you are an usher Whatever role you occupy You sit Take your Bibles And learn the word If not you will be like Mary and Martha You know Martha was busy cooking for Jesus And was not listening What did Jesus tell Martha Say Martha, Martha You are bothered with many things Will you not even ask The person you are cooking for what he likes how many of you have cooked for someone? Put all your energy in cooking the food, and you now save yes. the person. The person now say, ah, "Is that okra?" I say yes. Ah, don't eat okra. <laughs> like this okra, you eat it. <laughs> hmm? But how many of you know if you have asked the person at first, what do you like? It will save you that energy. Why can't we sit with Jesus, and learn His word? There is a master plan for your life. It's in the heart of wisdom. Have a scheduled, extended period where you set yourself apart. Saints, I tell you. You realize with what is going on in the world, even experts don't know what is going on. Today they give this solution, tomorrow they give this solution. How are we going to overcome all of this? Hmm? The voice of wisdom. Let's bow our heads. I want you to make a consecration this morning Mario, step on the keyboard for me Make a consecration this morning Just play something I know we're getting ready for the second service But just hold on here Just hold on with me for a moment I want you to make a consecration this morning That I would listen to the voice of wisdom Oh, I would listen I would listen To the voice of wisdom Let's just not be in a hurry I know we need to get on to the second service. But let's let's just. Everyone. Just make a consecration in your heart today. Hmm? That I will. Listen to the voice of wisdom. The song we sang, that was a song in my spirit. Give me vision to see things the way you do. Make a consecration. I would listen to the voice of wisdom. My foolishness will not cost me my ministry. My foolishness will not cost me my life. My foolishness will not cost me my marriage. My foolishness will not cost me the opportunities that you have given to me. I consecrate myself today like a diligent learner. Listen to the voice Of wisdom Lord I will listen to your word When you are teaching I will pay instruction I will pay attention When instruction is coming front I will reverence your word I will learn your word I will have a heart that goes after your word I will long for your word I will get up early I will seek you I would not lean on my own understanding. I would open myself to you so you can order staff. We have a long way to go, saints. We have a long life to live. We have, it's long, it's long. We can't afford to do it without wisdom. But I pray for everyone here this morning, that you would flood them with the spirit of wisdom and revelation. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.